0: You're listening to the Grinding in Grace podcast, episode number six. I'm your host, Cassandra Robinson, a 30-year-old Mexican-American woman, entrepreneur, creative, and Jesus lover, learning to navigate this beautiful yet crazy thing we call life, one cup of tea and journal entry at a time. I started the Grinding in Grace podcast as a place of surrender. While the world is demanding us to be more and to do more— The Lord is calling us to choose the one thing that is necessary, sitting at the feet of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. But how can we do this when there are so many things vying for our attention? From our phones, to our children, to our friends and family. It seems like the to-do list is ever-growing, and there's always someone that needs to be taken care of. Well, that's what this podcast is all about, learning to enjoy the ordinary days under the divine dispensing. From marriage to finances to self-love and entrepreneurship, I promise to provide you with practical and actionable advice if you dare to choose a good part. In part two of our fellowship with Vanessa Yu, we chat about being freed from people-pleasing to live to the Lord alone. Leaning into your God-given strengths, even when it doesn't line with your Christian concepts and why it's important to be specific and name our feelings to receive real healing instead of vague healing. The truth is, the Lord desires that we would magnify Him in our souls, but we can't do this when we are hurt, damaged, and full of religious concepts. After editing this episode and re-listening to it a couple times, I received a fresh speaking of what it means to be vulnerable with the Lord. I'm someone who is very introspective. But instead of feeling guilty about it, I can take it to the Lord and get to the bottom of why I am the way I am. And I hope that after this episode, you can too. Let's get started.
1: My time with the Lord was more of what I thought it should look like. Because I think the Lord wanted X, Y, Z. So I would put the Lord in a box, like He wants me to serve Him, right? To overcome for Him so He could be glorified. And so my prayer life was more about that. It was more about others. It was more about caring for others. It was more about trying to be something I wasn't. But then as I got older, the more I failed, the more burdens were put upon me, more stressors. I just couldn't have that kind of time with the Lord anymore. I needed a real time of being vulnerable, being raw. And just hearing someone share with me, name the feeling to the Lord, that really helped me to um, realize the Lord didn't want anything from me. I had put the Lord in the box that I'm supposed to serve Him Mm -hmm. and be something for Him, do something for Him, and Mm -hmm. be a certain way. And we all have our concepts of what a good Christian looks like, um, for whatever reasons. And mine was not really focusing on me. It was focusing on others. But when stress happens, things that are inside of us start to be manifested, right? Some of the ugly parts of us. But they're ugly because of something we've gone through, right? Or situations. So... I realize what the Lord doesn't want anything from us to do anything for Him, but He wants our heart. And our heart's very complicated. And so, so much in my prayer life was putting the Lord in the box. And what I mean by that is, I thought the Lord wanted me to say X, Y, Z, and He would respond with X, Y, Z. I'm trying to think of like an example. Like I would think, you know, the Lord doesn't want to give me money or give us a good paying income because we're supposed to be poor. Where did I get that concept? I can't pinpoint it, but somehow it came up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Maybe someone shared something with me. It's better to be poor than be rich. I don't know. But so I put the Lord in a box. Like that's all the Lord wants then. So I would pray according to that. Mm -hmm. Lord, keep me satisfied with the little that I have. And it doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't allow that for people. But I broke my concept, you know, when my husband got his first job in the working world, you know, and it was a good pay for serving the Lord for seven years. That was so against my concept, right? And it was the the Lord showing me like, you limit me. You have your ideas of what I should be doing, but my heart is for you and He loves you. I, we wanted, after we had two kids, we wanted more kids and I couldn't have any more kids. And I thought, well then the Lord just wants me to deal with this, get over it and move on. But I had no idea His heart was for me to have a third child just later in life. And that was me putting the Lord in a box. Like the Lord can do anything, anything. Wow. But what He really wants is our heart. And that's where the real work is. Because if the Lord can gain our heart, then He can gain everything in our life. Our life can be a testimony of His power, His kindness, who He is. We live out His heart's desire, but that's only possible with Him having ground in our heart.
0: So, Vanessa, I want to know where that transition or where that breakthrough was Mm -hmm. for you to go from being so concerned about being a good Christian, which we probably could all relate to, right. to where the gloves are off. I'm so done. Yeah, I need to be real. Like, where did that? Gosh, I wish it happened a lot sooner. <laughs> where did that happen for you? <laughs> it
1: actually happened. I would say probably five or six years ago.
0: How old were you? Then? I was
1: probably late thirties, mm-hmm. thirty six, okay. thirty seven. You know, I. Was frustrated with a lot of things in my Christian life and my human life. And then I just was sitting thinking about things, and the Lord shined that I really care what people think. Um, I really care what those that I respect think of me. And for me, that happened to be an elder in our church. I just always thought, what would so-and-so think with this choice? And when the Lord shined on that, I had to repent because we live to the Lord and to no one else. But sometimes we just need a physical person, right? Because we it's so hard to trust somebody we don't see, the Lord. And so when I had that realization, I was like, I don't want to live like that. I just, I'm tired of it. I was exhausted. I was exhausted with trying to be who I thought I was supposed to be. Um, not that it was bad. It didn't have anything to do with sin. I wasn't living a sinful life. But I was tired of striving to be this good Christian sister. I was tired of wanting a pen on the back for it. Mm. I was tired of being disappointed with no one appreciating me or thanking me. I was tired of making choices that I thought the Lord wanted, and yet other people weren't making those choices, right? And in that, I became judgmental. And so all of this started crystallizing in a matter of weeks. And I was driving down the highway. I exited to the exit to my house, and I was at a long stoplight. And I remember just telling the Lord, I'm done, Lord. I, I don't want to please anyone. I only want to please you, I don't wanna worry what anyone thinks. I just wanna worry what you think. I don't wanna to try to be something else. I'm just me. You made me this way. And there was freedom in it. I got set free from my own my own self, basically, of trying to people please. There are some people who do not people please. It's not in their DNA, but it is in my DNA. And I think it's in a lot of women's DNA to just be either what society wants you to be or what your Christian society wants to be, our own concepts we have formed over the years. I don't know, we're complicated. But I felt like, you know, on the UT Tower, there's the verse um, from John, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And I felt like the Lord spoke truth to me in the car and was like, I made you just the way you are, and you only need to please me. And you need to come to me, and you need to just unload on me, and i set free. It's like, you're right. And ever since then, I've really have made an intentional effort to be like, Lord, what are you doing? What how do you feel about this? Instead of saying, what would so-and-so think? What would elder so-and-so think? but go to the Lord. What do you think, Lord? Even in the small things, you know, I'm doing volunteer work right now and I want my team to know that I am doing the best. But I realized I caught myself like, no, I need to give this to the Lord. And I gave this small thing, corporate sponsorship, which is something very small in the grand scheme of things. I was like, Lord, you have to do it. I'm going to do the best I can. You be in this. And it doesn't matter what happens. I just gave it my all. Doesn't matter what anyone thinks. And that was freeing for me. I was able to do my project, not worrying about will I disappoint people? Will they praise me? But I want it to be through the Lord.
0: It sounds cheesy, but it's a life of being set free. And then how does that look in regards to leaning into your God-given strengths, what you would have in retrospect maybe told yourself in your 30s or your 20s to be set free from the concepts you had to pursue the things that were on your heart in your soul to do versus dropping them because Mm -hmm. so-and-so, elder so-and-so would think this, or I heard this. How can our audience or people in that space where they're trying to find out oh, I'm not happy in my job and I shouldn't do this because, well, good Christians shouldn't pursue a master's in psychology or they shouldn't do this. Right. But I want to secretly. That's what I want to do, but I shouldn't.
1: Because that's not the Christian thing to do. (laughs) Exactly. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Um, You know, once I had the breakthrough that I didn't want to please man, that I wanted to please the Lord, I wanted to please my father, it really led to another journey. And that's the journey I'm on. When you have that breakthrough where you live only to God, um, you then start reflecting on all other facets Mm -hmm. of your life. Um, You know, it started touching my parenting life. Mm. You know, I had a neighbor over the other day who was telling me she doesn't allow her kids to eat a certain thing. I had been 28 when I was a new mom. That would have gotten to me, and I would have thought, I shouldn't be feeding my kids that either. But because I have experience, and I have three children now, it didn't bother me. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep my keep feeding my kids box mac and cheese. It doesn't bother me. And I remember telling my husband yesterday, I'm set free. Because the, the Lord wants to seep into every area of your life, parenting your job, your future. And so it did start, I started to see the Lord work in my work life. I've never had a job in the secular sense that I've enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed a little bit of it. Um, It paid bills. It helped. Maybe I really enjoyed my coworkers. I had a boss who is a believer, a sister in the Lord, and she was a shepherd to me. It was awesome. But the job itself was never passionate. Like I was never passionate about it. Um, and now I've just been reconsidering, what should I do? Lord, I love people. I want to help people. What can I do that earns income for our family? We have a, my kids are going to go to college one day. And I just, as you said, I think that's a good way to say it. You lean into your strengths. And the Lord has created us with strengths. And mine it happens to be people. So I knew I needed to be in the people business. But five years ago, that was against my concept, right? I was toying with going being a therapist, going back to school. Ten years ago, I would have never considered it, ever. I don't know why, but I just...
0: Yeah, why? Why do you think that you were prevented I from... I think
1: because sometimes I feel... I don't know if I, it was because I was raised hearing this, but that therapy is not trusting God. Mm. It's not what Christians do. Yet, if I really thought about it, there's lots of counseling in churches. There's lots of premarital counseling. Um, there's, there's help for addicts. But for some reason in my thought, I thought it was not okay. Like that is saying the Lord's not enough. Wow. To, if you go to therapy, it means you're, you don't trust the Lord. And I must have heard that when I was younger, because there's no way I could have come up with that on my own. I must have heard someone say it. But when I started praying about it, I was being moved more and more to that direction. Just no, you know, my husband and I work with college kids and, We've been working with them since we've been married, so almost 17 years. And we've noticed as the years go by, these young ones are more damaged than they used to be 17 years ago. The problems we're seeing are scarier, they're darker, and they're more damaging than the problems we used to see 17 years ago. And that's just because the age we live in, right? Black is white, white is black. Mm-hmm. So I realize there's a need for trained people like therapists, counselors, um, coaching. You get training. You need training on how to help ones to heal, to get through. And so anyway, if I had never had that breakthrough of not living to man, living to the Lord, I would probably still just be doing what I was doing before, Mm -hmm. and not going to the Lord. Lord, what about changing careers? What about somehow getting paid to help others? And so that's what has started me on my journey of becoming a certified life coach. Um, That's where I feel the Lord's leading me, and that would have never happened without that breakthrough that we don't please man. We don't need to please our own concepts. We don't need to put the Lord in a box. We need to go to Him, spend time with Him, redeem your time. It's the best thing.
0: (laughs) So it sounds like that's the key throughout our conversation, that in redeeming the time through the different stages, it's to fight for that time, the alone time with the Lord, even if it means you're not alone and you're with kids or you're on your commute or you're washing the dishes, taking those opportunities to redeem the time and contact Him and enjoy him in the midst of all that you have going on. Right. And then not only contacting him, but also being real. Naming your feelings, being real with yourself. I am jealous, I'm angry, I'm pissed off, I'm hurt. All the all the things hurt. Yeah. Envious, lusting after this, whatever it is that we feel, we we cringe when we say those words because we don't want to admit to ourselves. Very true. Because what a good Christian shouldn't think or feel that way, right? But the Lord already knows; He's not surprised. No, it's just He's not. The breakthrough is to be just to be real, to be authentic, to be vulnerable with Him, and then He, you can get the real healing, yeah. Instead of what you mentioned as the vague healing, yeah, that it's kind of.
1: And it's interesting when you. Are vulnerable and raw when you open the word, it just comes alive. It's like there are so many times where I finally was able to admit a feeling or a struggle. And then when I'd come to the word, it's like the Lord would just respond to it through his word. Because I finally was able to open what Amen. it is, and the word just was there to wash me and to supply me. Like you, you you can't just be open and vulnerable. You still have to go to the word.
0: Yes, amen. Or
1: if you're in fellowship with other believers, it's amazing what they say meets that need and they have no idea what you're right. going through. But because you're finally aware of the real problem within, you can get the help without anyone knowing through fellowship or through the word. It's like you need all of it. <laughs> it's like you can't, you need to redeem the time in all those things. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. So that you can be who the Lord created you to be. Yeah. Right. And be okay with that. Yeah. Including pursuing the things that are in your soul, and your heart, dreams that you have on your heart.
1: The Lord needs us to be expressed, right? He created us with a soul, mind, emotion, wills with certain capacities, certain strengths. Why wouldn't he want to use that for his glory? So we have to spend time with the Lord to deal with sin, deal with hurt, with our baggage, so that His life can be lived out through our soul. I mean, Mary magnified the Lord through her soul. She magnified Him. So we have to be those magnifying Him, but we can't magnify when we're hurt, when we're damaged, when we have all these weird concepts, religious concepts, human concepts. We have to let the Lord in.
0: Or, or, we're, or we're in a job that we're miserable, miserable in, but we think that's our portion. Like, oh, we should just, you know, suck it up and do it. You know, we might mm-hmm. have even concept of being in a certain place and not doing yeah. anything because not that, that the Lord can't do that and have you stay somewhere that's for a time. That's very
1: true. Yes, to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm going to go apply for another job. And if you're not in it, then you'll close the doors, but you can't just stay stuck in it.
0: Just assuming that the Lord wants us to be miserable or unhappy, like that's our cross to bear. That's the concept. And so we lead an unhappy life because that's what we think that our our portion is.
1: Yeah. But sometimes though, Cassie, we do need to sit in our suffering I agree. And that's why there's a
0: time for both, but just not to be so one way or the other in our concept that this is it. And then we never really gain the Lord because it's just our concept to stay, you know, and either way, like you said, not that we can't be in our suffering. The Lord has a time for us to be there and to gain him for sure. I've had that experience, you know, myself, I've had, I've been in like number of workplace environments where it is toxic, you know, and like, I want to get out, but the Lord has me there for a year or for some time. And I'm praying and I'm contacting him on the commute. Like, oh Lord, this job I'm going into. Yeah. I don't want to be here right now. I'm unhappy. My boss is like mean and rude to me, you know, why do you have me here? You know, but my husband, I need you to make income. I need we have this debt, we have bills to pay. You need to work. Okay. This is a job I have right now. Mm -hmm. Lord. But I'm also interested in something else. I don't want to be here anymore. So just having those open conversations with him, calling a sister on your commute, like, oh, I need to pray with someone because I'm not happy, you know? Yeah.
1: I think the bottom
0: line is just go to him. Go to him. Go to him. Yeah.
1: And he may say, I have you here. Right. I have you in this oven. Exactly. And you need to stay I mean, even Paul said he had a thorn in his flesh. Yeah. And the it Lord out. said, "I'm not going to remove it," and He asked three times, "Take it out, please, right?" Yes. Um, so out, we Lord. may have our thorns where we know we have to stay, but because yeah. the Lord speaks to us and says, "I have you here," yeah. then you'll be at peace. But if He's not speaking, that right. you shouldn't <laughs> stay there. <laughs> Move on out to another job.
0: So that's. Really back to what you mentioned about the grace, the levels raising, that yeah. he, he just may increase those those levels and, and not to be religious about it. Either way,
1: Yeah, don't just Either assume,
0: way. bring it to the Lord. That's right. That's right.
1: Bring it all to the Lord.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Cassie, for having me today. Thank you for being here. Really enjoyed it. Amen. We simply need to bring it all to the Lord thank you for tuning into this episode. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you left a review in the comment section on Apple iTunes. That way others can discover it and be encouraged to redeem the time in their daily walk. Also, if you need support developing your personal brand on LinkedIn, I'd love to help you. I'm in the process of creating a four-week program that helps individuals, entrepreneurs, and creatives establish themselves as thought leaders in their space by revamping their profiles and helping them produce engaging content. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, share your ideas, and what would you like to hear more about? Until next time, keep grinding in grace.